All right. Well, uh, with that, we are in week two of our 21 days of prayer and fasting. Uh, if you were here last week, you got a physical copy of this booklet, this guide to help us in this time. Uh, if you're with us on, you know, if you weren't here last week and you don't have it, you can get this on our website. But if you have it, I want to encourage you to go ahead and pull it out. We're going to be going through it this morning and letting it guide us as we pray together as a church family. In January each year, we do 21 days of prayer and fasting. And this, for us, is a time here at the beginning of the year to get still in order that we might get clear on the word of the Lord. Uh, we see in scripture and we've experienced as a church family that prayer and fasting is a hinge that God uses to change things, to shift things. And at the beginning of the year, we wanna take time to lean into that together. This year, we are praying and fasting using Isaiah 58 as our guide, our theme scripture. You'll see the artwork for it on your screen, but we're laying that guide our time. I just wanna review with you the ways that we're praying together, the ways that we're fasting, and then we're just gonna enter in to that today as we're here together. So let's go over how are we fasting in this season. One, we are encouraging, challenging, exhorting everyone in our church family over these 21 days to do a media fast. And what I mean by that is that you would dial back the media in your life. You dial back the Instagrams, the YouTubes, the Twitters, the Snapchats, the Facebooks, whatever your thing is, the podcasts, whatever it is for you that you use to kind of just fill your mind, fill your time that, that takes so much of our time, the Netflix, all of that, that we're saying we're gonna take a season where we turn that off or, or turn that down, where we check out a bit uh, so that we can create space to hear the word of the Lord. Now, I don't know about for you, but I always find fasting very hard. And for me, uh, doing a media fast, particularly at this time of year, is very challenging because I love football. I love basketball, and this is great times of year for sports. Now, the Cowboys last week, they made it a little easier on me uh, to jump into these 21 days, but I'm not gonna lie, it has been a challenge. It's made me realize, man, how much do I uh, rely on, enjoy, fill my time with kind of sports things of, of all types? So it's a good heart check of saying, man, I want to enjoy the good things in life, but I wanna do it in proper order, proper moderation. So dialing back, I wonder what you're doing. In my family, uh, that's, that's what I'm doing. Uh, my kids decided the older ones said they're going to uh, not be on screens or media on this, during the school week. They're not gonna ask for a show or can we do this? Uh, that They're gonna press in in that way. I was really encouraged by them. My wife identified some other things and our, uh, we're just trying to engage as a family. And I wanna encourage you to engage uh, as a family. Get the whole family involved or get your roommates involved. Get your uh, friends involved, your community involved and taking this time to fast from media so that we can get still in order to get clear and hear the word of the Lord. Isaiah 58 calls us uh, in, in the type of fast that the Lord has chosen that we'll see to abstain or to fast from malicious talk and the pointing of the finger, aka blaming everyone for everything. And I know this is something where we never want to be those types of people. We never get to an end of a fast like this and say, okay, now I can blame everyone for every problem. It's not like that. 
And at the same time, I find in my own heart, and I wonder if you do in yours, this propensity or drift where I can find myself blaming or being malicious, if not in my speech, in my thoughts. So this is such a great time, a heart check, to bring ourselves back to, Lord, in my thoughts, with my words, am I being one of those that blames everyone else, uh, fault finds with everyone else, and is not willing to look at my own life and my own choices? And so we're fasting in those two ways for the entirety of the 21 days. And then on Tuesdays, we're engaging in fasting from food. So whether that be a meal or that be a 24-hour period where we're trying to abstain from eating, from fasting on food in order to feast on the Lord and to seek him in that way. And one thing that we're doing that I just love, that I'm so excited we're doing this. Isaiah 58, it talks about fasting in that way, but then it talks about your fast extending beyond you in such a way that it impacts the, the poor, the marginalized, those in need, those victims of injustice. And so what we're doing as a community on Tuesdays is we're taking the money that we would have spent on the meal or the couple meals that we fasted, your Chick-fil-A money, your Chipotle money, your Starbucks money, your uh, sandwich or cereal or ramen or however you do it, your, your money that you would have spent, whether that's you know a dollar or $10 or more, we're taking that instead of spending it on food, we are sowing it financially into some of our ministry partners that do incredible work uh, with people uh, in need. And so this last week, we took on Tuesday, when we fasted, we gave our money to our friends at Unbound North Texas. They are working to end human trafficking uh, in our region, Unbound Global, ending it around the world. Uh, this is an Antioch ministry. Uh, we love it and have partnered with them. And so on Tuesday, uh, we challenged everyone as you fast to give your meal money to Unbound North Texas. Now get ready for this. They texted me the next day, and they said, hey, uh, we received uh, $1,400 worth of meal money from your church of people making $5 and $10, $12, whatever the, the meal amount donations. They were blown away, and I was blown away as I thought about all the meals that represented. So just wanna tell you, guys, that's so cool. That is like so awesome that you would, uh, that we would take time to say, hey, I'm not going to eat in the way that I normally do, and I'm gonna give that to the Lord's work through Unbound. So I was really excited about that. I was really encouraged going into the weekend, sent that out in the Antioch Weekly. If you're not subscribed to Antioch Weekly, I'd encourage you to do so. Um, and I got a call from someone in our church uh, on Thursday who said, hey, I saw about the $1,400, and man, I wasn't able to participate in the fast on Tuesday, but God really laid it on my heart to get involved. So what I'd like to do, what God's put on my heart to do, is to match what the church gave. So I wanna write a check for $1,400, or no one writes a check anymore, but I wanna send an online payment for $1,400 to match the $1,400 that was given. So all in all, our community was able to give $2,800 to Unbound this last week as we were fasting. Guys, give yourselves a hand, that's so cool. That's worth celebrating. This week on Tuesday, we're gonna be doing the same type of fasting, but we'll be giving to our friends at Austin Street, and we'll talk more about it. It's a homeless, it's a center for people experiencing homelessness in our city and helping people uh, find shelter and get out of homelessness if they so choose. And we partner with them for a number of years. We'll be giving to them, talk more about that in a minute. But that's so awesome. So those are the ways that we're fasting, 
And what are we praying in this time? How are we praying together? Well, we're praying over these 21 days. We're praying weekly as a church family when we gather on Sundays. And so we're gonna be spending time in prayer today in a focused way. Uh, we're praying in our life groups, in our communities. On my, in my life group this past week, we were praying and going through and sharing the different things that we were believing the Lord for and wanting people to pray into. And we were recounting what our one big thing was from last year and the ways that we've seen God work. It was such a bonding time. And so we're gonna be praying those things together in life groups, in my life group, your life group, the life groups of the church. And that's what, the second way we're gonna be praying. And then third, in our booklet, you'll see there's a way to daily pray, a daily way to engage with the Lord. Um, each day, there's a little portion of the scripture from Isaiah 58, and there's a prayer that we wanna pray together, even as we're praying our own personal things that we wanna be praying as a church. That's why you need this booklet, so that we can pray in those ways. And I'm excited to see what the Lord does through all of this. Each year, this is one of the highlights for our church community of the year, and I'm excited to see what God does as we pray and we fast together. So with that, I wanna invite you to open your Bibles to Isaiah 58, Isaiah 58, that's where we're gonna be today. water, my friend. All right. For some reason, my iPad is not working, so we'll, uh, we'll do this authentic style. No notes. All right, guys. We are going to be in Isaiah 58, starting in verse 6 today. And each day in our daily guide, one of the things that we're spending time doing is going through our simple way to pray. In the summer of 2020, we did a teaching series on Isaiah uh, on prayer, where we highlighted a simple way to pray, uh, where we went through the acronym P-R-A-Y. And that stood for pause, rejoice, ask, and yield. And that's how we're engaging with Isaiah 58 in this season in our daily devotions. And so I wanna lead us in that today. If you haven't had a chance to be involved, this will be a good warm-up to press in and jump in for this next week. So Isaiah 58, when we start with the P, that means pause, that we're going to stop and to be still. We are a contemplative church, which means we want to be intentional about slowing down so that we can seek the Lord. The, the busyness of life, the distractions of life at times can crowd out God's word and God's presence in our life. So we wanna slow down we wanna pause, and I wanna encourage you to pause daily just to stop everything else to spend time in communion with the Lord. And so that's what we're gonna do right now. So we're just gonna take just a minute to stop, to pause, to slow down, and then we're gonna read God's word. You can see this on page 11 of your guide where we walk through it. We're gonna pause. And now we are gonna take time to rejoice. And our theme for rejoicing is reading the scripture, Isaiah 58, six through 12, and just letting our hearts be touched and inspired by the Lord, by his goodness, by what he's calling us to and to rejoice 
in him. So we'll have Isaiah 58, verse six through 12 up on your screen. I'd encourage you to read it in your Bibles. I'm gonna give you just a minute to do that on your own, and then I'll read over it together. So if you'll look at Isaiah 58, verse six through 12, as we rejoice, I want you to read it and just take note of what stands out to you uh, in this time. Is not this the kind of fasting that I have chosen, to loose the chains of injustice and untie the cords of the yoke, to set the oppressed free and break every yoke? Is it not to share your food with the hungry and to provide the poor wanderer with shelter when you see the naked to clothe them and not to turn away from your own flesh and blood? Then your light will break forth like the dawn and your healing will quickly appear. Then your righteousness will go before you, and the glory of the Lord will be your rear guard. Then you will call, and the Lord will answer. You will cry for help, and he will say, here am I. If you do away with the yoke of oppression, with the pointing of the finger and malicious talk, if you spin yourselves on behalf of the hungry and satisfy the needs of the oppressed, then your light will rise in the darkness and your night will become like the noonday. The Lord will guide you always. He will satisfy your needs in a sun-scorched land and will strengthen your frame. You will be like a well-watered garden, like a spring whose waters never fail. Your people will rebuild the ancient ruins and will raise up the age-old foundations. You will be called repairer of broken walls, restorer of streets with dwellings. Man, as such a powerful verse. And I wanna share with you guys a few things that I found to rejoice in this uh, this week and even as I was thinking about us gathering here on Sunday. We're gonna take a look at the first little section of this that we prayed through this past week in our daily devotions. And I wanna point out a few things that stood out to me. I imagine you have those that stood out to you, but these are reasons to rejoice and even respond to the Lord. The first thing that stood out to me was where it says in verse six (coughs) that there is a kind of fasting that the Lord has chosen. And what I love about this is I I hate fasting. I don't like to deny my flesh. I like to do what I want to do. I imagine you are the same way. And yet Jesus shows us that a rich and full life is not just about uh, pursuing our own pleasure, doing our own thing, but that it comes out of this place of denying ourselves and following him. And the type of fasting that the Lord has chosen, not that you've chosen or that I've chosen, God highlights this type of fast that really lets us know what he cares about. If you're familiar with the entire chapter in Isaiah 58, what's happened is the people of God have been fasting, they've been praying, 
Uh, they've been seeking the Lord, but they've been doing it in a way, and they're frustrated because they don't feel like that God is responding to them. And he's pointing out in verses one through five that they have been fasting not as uh, after God's chosen way, but after their own chosen way to make themselves look good, to feel good about themselves, to kind of get the heavenly vending machine to do what they want to do, send out the right kind of candy that they're hoping for. And God is calling them back to the heart of what fasting and prayer and following him is all about. Unless we think, oh man, look at them so long ago. I can't believe they got into that kind of prayer and fasting. Friend, uh, that is something that can be a temptation to us all. That we can drift from the heart and we can make fasting about us and what we want and not about the Lord and the things that he has chosen. And so God is calling them back. Uh, don't read this as a anger. Read this as an invitation, an invitation back to the heart of fasting that stood out to me this week. So what, ha what is the type of fast that the Lord has chosen? That in the midst of fasting and prayer, which he has chosen those things throughout Scripture, that he's calling us not just to stop there with our own private fasting, our own private prayer, but he's challenging us that that would overflow from our lives in such a way that they would and we would engage in loosing the chains of injustice and untying the cords of the yoke, setting the oppressed free and breaking every yoke. God is calling us as a people of prayer and fasting, not just as private devotion, but that this would bear fruit. In one area highlighted here, the type of fasting that he's chosen in public justice, public works of those for those experiencing injustice. I love the idea that love for God and love for neighbor is expressed publicly in the area of justice in a society. And God is calling his people as a part of your love for me. I'm calling you to be a people who work for justice in the lives of those around you. That's such a blow away. There's not a, a divorce of either you love God or you love people. It's you love God and you love people. And that love overflows, not just interpersonally, but it overflows at a big picture level towards justice in the community. This is so important, guys. This is so important to the Lord. And what stood out to me is that we live in a time where issues of justice are at the forefront. And I, I personally believe that there is a calling on an up-and-coming generation to be a people, their hearts are wired for justice. But I also see a danger. I see that partisan politics in our nation is seeking to co-opt justice and do justice on partisan terms. That it's a part of this political party or that political party and corrupting the idea of justice. And the Lord wants to remind us that he is the author of justice. That justice is his idea. That justice is what he is about. It's not captive to a particular political group over here or over there that might seek to inform our perspective on justice or say they are the embodiment of justice. I wanna, I wanna challenge you and I wanna call you out from that because what the Lord is doing here with his people is saying, no, this is what I am about and we want to be a people shaped by Jesus and shaped by his word and justice is something that God cares about and he wants to inform us what true justice is. He wants to shape our vision of justice and that we wouldn't be people that have been discipled by the partisan politics of America, but that you and I, we would be discipled by the Lord and by his perspective of justice. He's calling his people to that. 
It's very easy for them to make justice a partisan issue in their day, right? And it's very easy for us to do that today. And so I wanna lead us in praying, even as we're coming to this passage and we're responding to the type of fasting that the Lord has chosen, that we would pray against justice being uh, trapped by man-made ideologies and that we would come back to the heart of, man, this is the Lord, and we would go to God's word, we would go to Jesus to learn about justice and let that inform us that God's people would be a people who work practically at a societal level to loose the chains of injustice, to untie the cords of the yoke, to set the oppressed free and to break every yoke. I've got one amen here, but I want you to amen right where you were because we need this. This is what God has for us. And so I just want you to bow your heads for just a moment, and I'm gonna lead us in prayer. My, my plan had been for us to pray all together here in the sanctuary, but as we're, we're throwing a curveball this week, we're gonna pray and make the best of it right where we are, but the Lord hears our prayers. So I'm gonna lead us in praying. So if you'd bow your heads with me. Lord, thank you that you call your people, Lord, not just to private acts of religious devotion, but that we would be a people whose relationship with you bears fruit in the area of love to others. That that would happen at an interpersonal level, Lord, but that would also happen at a societal level. I pray against the temptations and the corruption uh, that we have to make justice about a, a, a particular political party, to make it a partisan issue, and not an issue that's found in seeking you and walking with you, Jesus. And I pray over this generation whose heart has been awakened by the things of justice, Lord, that our vision and values for justice and perspective on justice would be formed in your presence, in your word, and in discipleship to you that we might be able to see rightly, Lord. God, and through this time with our church, Lord, would you make us a people that carry your heart for justice at a societal level, at a global level, Lord, that we would care about the big picture, that we wouldn't just be so wrapped up in our own lives, and we wouldn't be drawn into just thinking that justice is a, a part of one party or another, Lord, but this is your heart, and would you define what justice is for us? Would you shape our vision in the area of justice, Lord, that we would be a people who work to see oppressed set free, who work to loose the chains of injustice and untie the cords of the yoke. In Jesus' name, amen. That's one thing that stood out to me. A second thing that stood out to me is the shift in the next section where he moves from talking about at a societal level, at a big picture level, to a personal level, where it says, is it not to share your food with the hungry? Here it gets personal, right? And to provide the poor wanderer with shelter. When you see the naked, to clothe them and not to turn away from your own flesh and blood. And it's like he's moving from big picture societal issues of injustice and oppression, and he's moving down and he starts talking to you and me and our daily lives, the way that we live as individuals. And he's saying the type of fasting that he's chosen is to work big picture for justice in our world, but at a personal level, that that would influence the way that we live our lives. <coughs> and I thought about how easy it is in today's world to make big public stances and communications about what everyone else should be doing, but not to look inward at our own lives and what 
we can do to be a part of loving our neighbor. And so there's some specific things here that he calls us to, that we be people that share our food with the hungry and provide the poor wanderer with shelter. When you see the naked, to clothe them and not to turn away from your own flesh and blood. As I was reading this, it made me happy thinking about you over the course of this last week and that we've done one practical thing that we're coming together as a church family to do to open our lives to loving our neighbor, and that was fasting and giving to Unbound. This week, our ministry partner that I wanna highlight to you where we're putting these words into action is giving to Austin Street Center, that literally on Tuesday, we're gonna seek to take the food that we would have eaten, and we're gonna share that via Austin Street with the homeless in our city. That we're gonna take, uh, as, as we give, some of that goes to the shelter that they're providing. And so if you've ever you know, dri- drove around our city, it's obvious that there are a number of people experiencing homelessness here. And I know the feeling can be, I don't really know what to do or how to engage, and I wanna encourage you, a simple way this week for us to engage is by saying, hey, on Tuesday, I'm gonna sow in to Austin Street. I'm gonna partner with them, and I'm gonna partner with their professional expertise, their experience, and what they're doing, and I wanna get involved with what they're doing. I wanna open my life to practically loving my neighbor. And so what I wanna do right now as we're leading up to Austin Street is I wanna take time to pray for them before we give to them on Tuesday. Cold weather is very challenging. Inclement weather is very challenging for uh, homeless shelters in our area. And then with all the COVID cases, and I was talking to Jayan, one of our overseers who works there, and he was describing to me what they were needing to do with the increase in COVID cases and finding hotels that they could place people in. Very challenging work. And so we wanna pray for them. And then on Tuesday, I wanna encourage you to give to them. So would you bow your heads with me as we sow in prayer for Austin Street. Jesus, we thank you for our brothers and sisters at Austin Street. We thank you for their wisdom and skill and faithfulness and caring for and contending for uh, the homeless of our city. Lord, and we wanna pray that you would strengthen them today, that you would strengthen Daniel, the director, you'd strengthen Jan, you'd strengthen the rest of their team, Lord. You strengthen every person who works there with, with endurance, Lord, with wisdom, God, with grace, Lord, that you would help them to be excellent, Lord, and that we as a people, or that we wouldn't be okay with just making statements about what is wrong with our world, but we'd be people who get involved. We'd be people of action, Lord. And this week, as we open our food to give it away, as we open our our resources to help those who are without shelter, Lord, God, I'm asking that you would mobilize and multiply this money and its impact in Jesus' name. And will we be a people, Lord, who don't just talk about solutions, but that we personally are invested, that we would be about it in our own personal lives, in Jesus' name. Third thing that I wanna point out to you, though, is the last stanza, or the last line, where it says, not to turn away from your own flesh and blood. And so it's almost like it goes from a a big picture, global level, to a, a personal level, to even closer in our homes, our own flesh and blood our houses, the people that we live with, uh, our families, whether we live with our family or we don't live with our family, but those relationships that we have, that the type of fasting the Lord has chosen is one that expresses love globally in issues of justice, 
It expresses love personally toward those in need in our city, but it also expresses that kind of love and care for those that are our family. It's getting really personal right here. And I love this, it's so inspiring to me. And this is one of the things that we're trying to do as a church. When we talk about our one big thing, I know for so many of us, those areas of one big thing that we're believing the Lord for or praying for so often impact our homes, they impact our relationships, maybe our our roommates, our parents, our kids, our siblings, might be your workplace, people that you're working with every day, and we want to pray into that. We want our fasting not just to be, God, would you please bless me, although we do want that, but we want our fasting, we wanna respond to the way the Lord has chosen, that our fasting and prayer would overflow beyond our lives, would bear fruit, the fruit of love in the lives of others, and here, particularly in the area of the home. So I wanna invite you to think through and pull out what is your one big thing that you're believing the Lord for? Uh, If you have not kind of nailed that down so far uh, during this fast, you can find on page 10 of the guide some questions to help you do that. I know in my life group and I know life groups around our church this week were sharing those things and we were praying into those together. And I wanna lead us right now in a time of praying for your one big thing and mine, that our fasting would overflow to impact our homes, our personal lives, the people around us every day. So would you bow your heads with me as we pray into this? Uh, Jesus, man, it's just so amazing that uh, the type of fasting that you've chosen, that you have for your people, is about personal devotion. It is about love for God. But it's love for God that's expressed in love for others. And God, we wanna pray right now over our homes. We wanna pray over our roommates, We wanna pray over our family of origin. We wanna pray over our parents, our siblings, our children or grandchildren, aunts and uncles, just our family of origin. God, and we wanna bring our one big thing before you, the different things all across our church that we're trusting you with, believing you for, looking to see those things shape our lives and our homes and our workplaces and the people around us. And we want to bring those before you, Lord, today. God, I'm asking as these prayers are lifted up to you, they would be like in the book of Revelation where it says prayer goes before you like incense, that this would be a pleasing aroma to you. I thank you for your promise that you've said that whatever we ask for in prayer, Lord, that you would do, that you would move, that you would answer, that you would say, here am I, that you want to help, Lord. So we lift these things before you in Jesus' name. Well, that's the P, we've paused, we've read and rejoiced, we spent some time, A, asking, we've been seeking God as we've prayed, and the Y in our P-R-A-Y is yield, it's surrender, it's saying, okay, Jesus, I don't just want to pray about this uh, and read this and be inspired, I wanna be about it, I'm gonna surrender to you, and the way we're going to do that today, if I can get the worship team to come on up, is that we're going to sing a worship song to close our time, This is a song of surrender. This is a song of yielding to the Lord in these things that he has chosen. And so we're going to uh, do that here as a church family. Give you guys just a second to get set up. Now, while we're waiting, uh, in your guide, you can see every day this week, there is an opportunity to go through these passages of scripture 
to be praying into these things. And I wanna encourage you to engage each day this week like we've done this morning. May have, you may have 15 minutes to spend on it. You may get caught up and spend an hour. Whatever it is for you, I wanna encourage you to engage. And even as we go into this time of yielding now, that we would be responding to the Lord. So Lord, uh, we wanna yield to you. We don't just want to pray about these things. We don't just want to talk about these things, read about these things. We want to be about these things. So Jesus, we surrender to you. We surrender to the type of fasting that you've chosen, Lord, that we would be a people whose love for you expresses itself in love for others at a global level, at a local level, and even at a very personal level in our own homes and our own families. We surrender to you, Lord, in Jesus' name, amen. Worship team's gonna lead us, and I wanna encourage you to respond.